Welcome to Squawk 5353, the Private Pilot Podcast, Episode 29. I'm your host, Izzy Simon, our private pilot sharing my tips and tricks to make the skies a safer place. In today's episode, as it is the first Wednesday of the month, I'll be sharing with you aviation news from the past month. Stay tuned for all this and more and Squawk 5353. Before we begin this week's episode, I'd like to encourage you to go over to my Patreon and consider donating to the show. For those of you who don't know, Patreon is a way for you to financially support the show. This show takes a lot of time each week to research, write, record, and edit. It would mean the world to me if you went over to my Patreon and considered donating. A link to my Patreon can be found in the show notes. And now to today's episode, June Aviation News. Our first story made headlines around the world. Transair Flight 810 made an emergency landing in the ocean off the coast of Oahu around 1.30 a.m. local time on Friday, July 2nd. The cargo plane's pilots reported engine trouble shortly after leaving Honolulu. Both pilots were rescued. The NTSB said it must find the exact location of the 46-year-old plane before the cockpit, voice, and data recorders can be recovered. The NTSB is planning on using sonar to locate the Boeing 737-200. The NTSB in a statement said that, quote, Investigators plan to use side-scan sonar Monday to survey the debris field, the condition of the airplane and its location, including how far beneath the surface the plane sank. They went on to say, That information will be used to determine how and when the data recorders could be recovered, and then how or if the airplane will be salvaged. The NTSB said it's also scheduling interviews with the two pilots, air traffic controllers, and maintenance workers at the cargo airline Transair. The agency said that a small amount of floating debris was recovered and examined by the NTSB. The exact cause or causes of the crash can take months to determine, and we can expect the official NTSB report to be published about a year from now. Once again, thankfully, both pilots survived due to their knowledge of the airplane and the airplane's limitations. Our next story comes from GeneralAviationNews.com. Flying car turns science fiction into reality. In Slovakia, Aircar, a dual-mode car aircraft, moved closer to production with a milestone 35-minute flight from the International Airport of Nitra to the International Airport of Bratislava on June 28th of 2021. Klein Vision's patent-protected Aircar completed its 142nd successful landing at Bratislava at 6.05 a.m. After landing, at a click of a button, the aircraft transformed into a sports car in under three minutes and was driven by its inventor, Professor Stephen Klein. The Aircar Prototype 1 is equipped with a 160-horsepower BMW engine with a fixed propeller and a ballistic parachute. Under the supervision of the Civil Aviation Authority, the Aircar has completed more than 40 hours of test flights, including 45-degree turns and stability and maneuverability testing. The prototype has flown at 8,200 feet and has reached a maximum cruising speed of 190 kilometers per hour, or approximately 103 knots, company officials said. The Aircar Prototype 2, the pre-production model, will be equipped with a 300-horsepower engine. It is expected to receive an EASA CS-23 aircraft certification with an M1 road permit. 
With its variable pitch propeller, the Prototype 2 is expected to cruise at a speed of 300 kilometers per hour, or about 162 knots, and have a range of about 1,000 kilometers or 621 miles, company officials noted. Professor Klein in a statement said that, quote, this flight starts a new era of dual transportation vehicles. It opens a new category of transportation and returns the freedom originally attributed to cars back to the individual. Our next story also comes from GeneralAviationNews.com. Research continues in quest to end traffic jams at airports. The MITRE Corporation, under funding from the FAA, is conducting a survey for general aviation or GA pilots regarding mobile device and app usage. The online survey takes about 10 minutes to complete, and the information provided will be used to further research into the use of mobile technology used by general aviation. The information collected in the survey will help MITRE to develop its PACER platform, a web-based application that allows pilots to submit their departure readiness information and receive more accurate data about demand at the airport. The idea is that pilots can put in when they would like to depart and immediately see how much traffic is expected at the airport at that time. If it's busy, they can rethink their schedule. Still in development, Pacer currently only works at airports that have adaptations built for the platform, including Charlotte Douglas International in North Carolina, five airports in the Dallas, Texas area, Fort Worth Alliance, Dallas Love Field, Fort Worth Mecham, Dallas Fort Worth International, and Addison Airports, two airports in the Las Vegas area, McCarran International Airport, and Henderson Executive Airport, and eight ski country airports in Colorado, Aspen, Eagle County, Grand Junction, and many other popular GA aircraft. The PACER technology leverages national airspace data from the FAA systems, such as traffic flow and terminal flight data management systems, along with airline supply data, to build an integrated schedule and supply the system with GA pilot departure readiness data, so the user will have a more clear idea of approximately how long it will be until they are wheels up after leaving the ramp. A link to the survey can be found in the show notes. Our next story is, while future remains uncertain at PHDH, tenants get reprieve on evictions. The eviction date for tenants at Hawaii's Dillingham Airfield or Papa Hotel Delta Hotel has been pushed back another six months as lease negotiations continue between the U.S. Army and the Hawaii Department of Transportation Airports Division, or the DOTA. According to a report from a local television station, KHON, the June 30th eviction date for tenants has been pushed back to December 31st, 2021. However, the lease issue still has not been resolved. There are currently nine businesses with about 75 employees left at the airfield, which is the number one drop zone for skydivers in the world, according to the report. Much of the contention has to do with who will be in charge of water at the airport. According to the report, the U.S. Army, who owns the property, and the DOTA, who has leased the property since 1962, are both currently in charge of water, but neither wants to be moving forward, so they are looking for other options. The issue is not expected to be resolved by December 31st, State Senator Gil Rivera told the television station. In a statement, he said, quote, there is no way the water system is going to be resolved by December 31st, and there's no way the Department of Transportation will be able to vacate the premises by December 31st. He explained they can't leave because their contract states they have to return the airfield to its original state. He later went on to say that, quote, One could argue that they have to restore the water system before they leave, 
maybe knock down all the hangars that were built in the 1980s, so there could be millions of dollars of money that the Department of Transportation has to spend to vacate the airfield. If that's the case, he said it's going to make more sense to spend a couple of million dollars to keep the airfield going, since it also generates income. Now this airport holds a special place in my heart because this is the one and only time I've taken a ride in a glider, as well as the one and only time I've taken an acrobatic flight. Being in the silence of a glider while being inverted is something I will never forget and it's one of my core aviation memories. And so seeing this busy airport depart from public use will be truly tragic. A new heads-up display has been approved for general aviation. Sky Display has received FAA STC certification for its Sky Display head-up display HUD for general aviation. Sky Display aligns flight information with the pilot's outside view and provides head-up guidance cues based on the information contained in the aircraft's primary flight instruments. Company officials in a statement said that, quote, Sky Display raises the proficiency of all pilots in all conditions and phases of flight, given the reduction in pilot workload and significant enhancement to situational awareness. They went on to say, simply stated, HUDs make flying safer. Critical flight information from the aircraft's digital flight deck is displayed head up. An option for the Sky Display HUD system is the addition of an enhanced vision system or EVS capability. HUD EVS systems allows pilots to make an easier fly around weather, turn night into day, and aid seeing through smoke and light fog while keeping eyes outside. The HUD EVS system was developed with the assistance of Astronics, maker of the MaxViz thermal imaging systems. The system was installed by Aerobringham of Decatur, Texas, on Aerobringham design mounts for the HUD and EVS into four air tractor AT-802F Firebossed aircraft, which are owned and operated by a contract firefighting fleet, company officials said. More than 20 aircraft have committed to pre-certification positions to have Sky Display installed, company officials report. These aircraft include Part 23 rules for piston turboprop and light jet aircraft and include Cirrus, Cessna, Peachcraft, Phenom, TBM, Piper, Air Tractor slash Fireboss, and more. The avionics integrated with these aircraft include flight decks from Aspen Avionics, Garmin, and Honeywell with other integrations planned in the future. The Sky Display HUD has two major components, a HUD projector, and an aircraft interface device. For more information, go to skydisplay.com or contact info at mygoflight.com. This final story is for anyone looking to become a pilot. Want to be a pilot? Charlie says send him the bill. Charlie Gasmier, an entrepreneur and pilot, is offering to pay for your introduction to general aviation. Quote, I want to change the world to have more pilots, quote, he said. He then went on to say, it's profoundly changed my life, and I think it could change yours too, end quote. He went on to say, For some of you, I think if you could just get in the cockpit and take a real flight and feel what it's like to be a pilot, you'll be hooked. And I think some of you who are waiting for a gentle nudge to take that leap and see what it's like. So I'd like to be that little nudge for you. While I can't pay for everyone, I'd like to select a few people to sponsor a discovery flight for them at their local flight school. You can apply for this free flight at airplaneacademy.com discovery. A link to his entire video can be found in the show notes. There are so many people in aviation who want to share their love of aviation with others. Charlie is just one out of so many others who are willing and ready to share their love of aviation. As we approach EAA AirVenture at the end of this month, 
there are going to be even more pilots all in one place ready to share what they've learned about aviation. For me, I chose to create this podcast. For so many others, they chose to sponsor students, create videos, or become instructors themselves. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Squawk 5353. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to check out last week's episode, where I talk about aircraft weight and balance. If you haven't done so already, please consider donating to my Patreon. A link to my Patreon can be found in the show notes. To access the show notes, simply click on the player image in whatever podcast listening app you are using. Also in the show notes is a link to all the resources used in today's show. Also in the show notes is a link to the survey mentioned in one of today's stories. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to share it with a friend and subscribe. That way, new podcasts are automatically downloaded to your device. Again, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Squawk 5353. I'm your host, Izzy Simon, and let's make the skies a safer place. Mm -hmm.